What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I am your host, the Renegade J.J. Williams, and today we're going to take a look at a film that takes place two years after the Battle of Sokovia and the Age of Ultron, 2017's Thor Ragnarok, starring Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, Idris Elba, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, Carl Urban, Mark Ruffalo, Anthony Hopkins, Sam Neill, Luke Hemsworth, Matt Damon, and Taika Waititi. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I said during the introduction, today's film takes place two years after the Battle of Sokovia and the Age of Ultron. And Thor is imprisoned by the fire demon Surtur, who reveals that Thor's father, Odin, is no longer on Asgard. Surtur further explains that Asgard will soon be destroyed during the prophecy of Ragnarok, once Surtur unites his crown with the eternal flame that burns within Odin's vault. Thor is able to free himself, defeat Surtur, and take his crown, believing that he has now prevented Ragnarok. Thor returns to Asgard and finds Heimdall gone, and his estranged brother, Loki, alive and posing as Odin. Thor exposes Loki and then forces him to help him find their father. They end up meeting Stephen Strange at the New York Sanctum, and with Strange's assistance, they locate Odin in Norway. Odin explains that he is dying, and that Ragnarok is imminent, despite Thor's efforts to prevent it. Odin says that his passing will free his firstborn child, Hela, from a prison that she was sealed in long ago. Hela used to be the leader of Asgard's armies, assisting Odin in conquering the Nine Realms. But when she became too powerful and ambitious, Odin imprisoned her and wrote her out of history. Odin then dies as Thor and Loki look on, causing Hela to appear. She destroys Mjolnir and pursues Thor and Loki as they attempt to flee through the Bifrost Bridge, forcing them out into space. When Hela arrives in Asgard, she defeats its army and kills the Warriors Three. She then resurrects the ancient dead who once fought alongside her, as well as her giant wolf, Fenris. She appoints the Asgardian Scourge to be her executioner, and Hela plans to use the Bifrost in order to expand Asgard's empire. But Heimdall is able to sneak in and take the sword that controls the Bifrost Bridge before beginning to hide the other Asgardians. 
Thor ends up landing on Sakaar, a garbage planet that is surrounded by wormholes, where a slave trader known only as 142 subdues Thor with an obedience disc and sells him as a gladiator to the Grand Master, the ruler of Sakaar, with whom Loki has already integrated himself. Now, just as a side note, for those of you that aren't aware, the Grandmaster is the brother of the Collector from Guardians of the Galaxy. Thor recognizes 142 as a Valkyrie, one of a legendary force of female warriors who were killed off fighting Hela eons ago. Thor is forced to compete in the Grandmaster's Contest of Champions, where he faces off against none other than his friend, the Hulk. Thor summons lightning, allowing him to gain the upper hand in the battle, but the Grandmaster sabotages the fight in order to ensure Hulk's victory. Still enslaved after the fight, Thor attempts to convince Hulk and 142 to help him save Asgard, but neither is willing. Thor manages to escape the palace and finds the Quinjet that brought the Hulk to Sakaar. Hulk follows Thor to the Quinjet where a recording of Natasha Romanoff causes him to transform back into Bruce Banner for the first time since Sokovia. The Grandmaster orders 142 and Loki to find Thor and Hulk, but the pair comes to blows and Loki forces her to relive the deaths of Valkyrie companions at the hands of Hela. She then decides to help Thor and takes Loki as a captive. Unwilling to be left behind, Loki provides the group with the means to steal one of the Grand Master's ships. They then liberate the other gladiators, who when incited by two aliens named Kord and Meek, start a revolution. Once again, Loki attempts to betray his brother, but Thor anticipates this and leaves Loki behind, where Korg, Meek, and the other gladiators soon find him. Thor, Banner, and 142 escape through a wormhole to Asgard, where Hela's forces are attacking Heimdall and the remaining Asgardians in pursuit of the sword that controls the Bifrost. Banner transforms back into the Hulk and defeats Fenris, while Thor and 142 fight Hela and her warriors. Loki and the gladiators arrive to rescue the citizens of Asgard, and a repentant scourge sacrifices himself in order to enable their escape. During the battle with Hela, Thor loses his right eye and then has a vision of Odin, which helps him realize that only Ragnarok can stop Hela. Thor decides to send Loki to retrieve Surtur's crown and has him place it into the eternal flame. 
causing Surtur to be reborn, and he begins to destroy Asgard, killing Hela as the refugees flee. Our film begins to draw to its conclusion aboard the Grandmaster's spaceship, with Thor, now king of Asgard, reconciling with Loki. He decides to take himself, Loki, Banner, 142, Korg, Meek, and the Asgardians to Midgard, Earth. In our mid-credits scene, they are intercepted by a large, ominous spacecraft. And in our post-credits scene, the overthrown Grand Master is confronted by his former subjects. Of course, the ominous spacecraft belonging to Thanos, which begins Infinity War, which we'll get to in about two or three days. Thor Ragnarok was a complete change in tone and structure from the original Thor and the Dark World. There was a lot more emphasis on humor and comedy without making it over the top and slapsticky. And Chris Hemsworth really got to show a bit of a different side of him as Thor in this one, which I think really, really suited him. It was a good fit for him. The addition of Hulk being in a movie that wasn't Avengers-themed for the first time since The Incredible Hulk that starred Ed Norton in the MCU. It was nice to kind of explore this other side of the Hulk, getting a little bit more into the Asgardian folklore with the Valkyries and the Ragnarok prophecy, getting the little in-jokes in the beginning with the, the play about Loki and his sacrifice in the Dark World and having Sam Neill play Odin, Luke Hemsworth, Chris's brother, playing Thor in the play, and the best casting, Matt Damon as Loki. And the Easter egg there, for those of you that may not be aware, is that in the film Dogma, Matt Damon plays a character by the name of Loki. No, he's not the god of mischief and all that stuff like this Loki is. But it's still a character named Loki. So for him to be the actor in the play playing Loki in a world where we've already acknowledged going to Captain Marvel, which granted release-wise came out after this, but storyline-wise we've already visited and seen Stan Lee read the Mallrats script. Just one more way that the Kevin Smith Viewisk universe ties into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When it comes to my rating for Thor Ragnarok, I, I really enjoyed this one definitely better than The Dark World. And I want to say I enjoy it better than I enjoy the original Thor. I'm going to give Ragnarok four and a half out of five stars. I liked Korg. 
I liked Valkyrie. Of course, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth had such good chemistry in this that when they did Men in Black International, they starred together in that and were able to carry some of the same chemistry over there. Don't hate on it. I know it's not Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones' Men in Black, but honestly, it wasn't bad. It just was different from what we were used to. But they had the chemistry, so when they decided to cast them both there, it worked. But I liked her. Like I said, I liked the Hulk and getting to see Banner do a little bit more outside of the Avengers films. The way Thor would keep saying, the sun's going down, the sun's getting low, the sun's going down, the sun's getting low. Kind of repeating the stuff that Nat would say to Bruce to try to get him to calm down. But obviously it just doesn't have the same effect. One coming from Scarlett Johansson and the other one coming from Thor. Four and a half out of five stars for me when it comes to Thor Ragnarok. What do you guys think of Thor Ragnarok? Let me know if you're watching the premiere. Leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching on demand, leave your thoughts and comments down there. But whatever you do, when you get out there on the social media, try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys get out there. Do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network for all the official merchandise of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. Get you your Renegade J.J. Williams shirt. Dad's not always on wrestling. Stat Boy Sports Bar. Hashtag Stat Boy Approved. Hashtag Shenanigans. Get you your official merchandise of the Jeff Meacham Network. Three different designs of the Jeff Meacham Network logo for you to choose from, along with Meachamania, Talk Wrestling, so much more. It's summertime, beach bonfires, pool parties, barbecues. Go to the Teespring store. Get yourself a tank top. You can choose from the Renegade J.J. Williams or Meachamania. Either one's the perfect accessory for those hot summer days and those hotter summer nights. Get out there, show your love and support. While you're showing your love and support, do what that ticker tells you to do. Do you enjoy my content, my daily videos? If so, go to that PayPal, send me a few dollars donation. Keep in mind, guys, I'm not monetized right now. So I'm not making any money off of this venture, at least not until my viewership hours get up. So until then, the only way I'm going to make money is if you guys out there go to that PayPal, send me a small donation. Don't want to send money? That's cool. Go to the Linktree link that scrolls along the bottom there. Click on the link for my Amazon movie wish list. Order a movie for me. I'm constantly updating my wish list. Select a film order it when it comes. I'll open it on Renegade Recap, give you a shout out. And then when I factor it into my monthly themes, we can sit down, watch it, review it, 
I'll give you guys another shout out. And I'll show you guys the same amount of love and support that you guys show me. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. When we talk about a film that takes place two years after the events of Captain America Civil War, and we discuss 2018's Ant-Man and the Wasp, starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Pena, Walton Goggins, Bobby Cannavale, Judy Greer, Tip T.I. Harris, David Dostmalchian, Hannah Jean Common, Abby Ryder Fortson, Randall Park, Michelle Pfeiffer, Lawrence Fishburne, and Michael Douglas. You're not going to want to miss out tomorrow, right back here on Renegades Reviews, when we take a look at the sequel to Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. To all my loyal fans and viewers out there, tuning in, watching the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. All my loyal fans and viewers out there, tune in a little bit later, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate each and every one of my loyal fans and viewers out there that tune in and support me on a regular basis. Thank you very much for doing that. Thank you very much for watching, and I will see you guys next time.